ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in to another episode i'm your host steven g gaxiola and you are listening to the raider and the saint podcast Thank you for tuning in to another episode. This is episode 113. That's 113. Today's date is March 6th. The year is 2022. I'm at my house, beautiful house in the backyard by myself today. No guest. I didn't have anybody scheduled, but I do have two podcasts next week that I will disperse throughout the week. They're going to be really good podcasts. I've been looking forward to them. I know it's been hard for me to get guests. I've had a lot of cancellations due to COVID. And it's just been really hard to get people in. You know, that's just the way the podcast world works. I've had plenty of offers to do Zoom. And and what's the other one? Zoom. And, man, I can't even think of the other one. There's another one. Oh, Skype. Yeah, just I don't like the way the quality comes out. It just it takes up, and then you have to do video. I can switch the audio, but it, it, you had to convert it and do all kinds of stuff. It's just I don't like the quality, and the, and it lags. So you ask somebody a question, it, it takes them time to to respond, and they ask, they say something, it takes time for it to come to me, and I, I just I, for me I want the best for you guys. I want the best quality. I want the best content. I just want a good podcast for you guys, so I, I I stay away from it. I do listen to podcasts, then when they do Skype, but I don't listen too long. I I try to push through it, but I just the quality and plus I'm a driver and it just it's just not good, man. I want good quality recordings. You know, I want to be able to hear people clearly, and so I, I try to I try to take away from it unless it's something important where it's a big a big name, and I just I just been staying away from that, so. It's just been hard for me to uh, to book people. Also, I haven't been really digging deep and, and setting schedules and stuff like that. I've been really focused on my son's flag football team, which I coach. I'll get to the get to that uh, shortly. But before I get to that, I want to give some information about the podcast. If you guys are looking to be a sponsor, you want to advertise, you want to be a guest, you want to get a hold of me, you can get a hold of me at the Raider and a Saint at Outlook.com. That's the Raider and the Saint at Outlook.com. Listen, man, this podcast is growing, and it's another good year. We're growing, and because I'm not in the studio no more, don't think I'm, I'm going to give up. I'm not I'm just taking, not even taking a step back. It's just I have to make business decisions, and when this podcast is growing like that, I have to make business decisions. So it, it is. I, I, I've done plenty of podcasts in my backyard. It doesn't bother me. 
The audio sounds sounds okay. And I don't have to deal with all that noise. I don't have to deal with bands playing next to me because they're studios, but they're not superior recording studios. There's always somebody banging or playing the drums. And, and then I have to drive all the way down there, and it was hard for my guests to get in and out. So the new studio that's being built right now, it's right up the street from me. It's getting finished. Hopefully I'll be in there by the end of this year. But I got other business things I had to do before I take get back into the studio. So that's where we're at right now. But it's no big deal, man. We're still going to be rocking and rolling on the Raider and the Saint podcast. want to thank all my, my listeners, all my guests, people that listen around the world, family, friends, supporters. Thank you guys for tuning in, man. It means a lot to me. I see you guys listening. I see the podcast growing. And it's just the podcast, the podcast game, man. Everyone's got a podcast now. It's just a grind just like anything else. That's what I tell my kids when I'm coaching them. Hey, Rome wasn't built in one day, neither was this team. We got we to gotta start from the bottom up, and I'll get to that soon. I know everybody, I had a couple people text me. They wanted, to, they wanted the latest update. They couldn't wait for the podcast, so I kind of let them know what happened, but I, I got to let everyone else know, and I know you guys are anxious. Uh, going to give a couple shout-outs before I get this podcast started. Shout-out to Wimpy's Pawn Shop. If you guys are looking to buy, sell, trade, pawn, Sell your soul. You can hit them up at 750 West Foothill Boulevard in Azusa, California. That is 750 West Foothill Boulevard in Azusa, California. Also, shout out to my boy, Freddie Morales, who's a loan officer, business owner. If you guys are looking to refinance, buy a home, try to get a loan, whatever you need, this guy's really good. He's my homie. You can hit him up at freddie at grosscapital.com. That's freddie at grosscapital.com. Just Shoot them email, let them know you heard heard from the Raider and the Saint, and you're looking to refinance, get a loan, buy a home. Uh, he's really good at what he does. He's been doing it for many years. I've known this guy since kindergarten. He's one of the guys I trust. You know, how many of us have friends from kindergarten? And they're still friends today. What, I'm 41, but I met him when I was five or six years old. So, I mean, I've known this guy for years, and there would be years where I wouldn't see him. He's doing his own thing. I'm doing my own thing. And when we would link up, it was like nothing ever happened. You know, he's doing his thing and I'm doing my thing. You don't need to be texting people all the time and being close to them. You don't really have to do that when it's true friendship, when it's true homieship. You can't, you see them, it's like nothing happened, man. What's going on? Oh, you know, raising a family, got a kid or, you know, working, got a new job. It's, it's nothing crazy, you know, and, and that's true friendship. And I appreciate that. When I, I don't talk to my friends, I got a lot of friends. I don't talk to them all the time. I don't say how they're doing but when we do it's just like hey man i'm still here dude i'm still surviving i'm still grinding and same thing with them so yeah man so i want to give a shout out to my past guest jared tanaka my boy my homie been a homie for my for me uh, with me for a long time i've known him for over which maybe 20 no about 15 10 let me see yeah about 17 years when he started driving that's when i met him I've been driving for about 17 years now. So shout out to my boy, Jared, dude. Uh, congratulations on your new car. It's a beautiful forerunner you bought. Can't wait for you to put it to use, man. You know, it's a beautiful car. You got to put it to use. So other than that, man, let's get this podcast started. So let's see. Let me take a drink, man. It, it's been a really uh, crazy week for me. Uh, let's see. Sa Sunday I did the podcast. No, Saturday I did the podcast. Sunday I rested, and Monday I woke up, man, I wasn't feeling good, and 
it happened Saturday. Saturday I was at work. I had I had we had just won our game. It was a tight game against the Saints. We won 12-6. And I went home. Had a few drinks, nothing crazy. Kind of wind down. My adrenaline is pumping so much. You know, being a coach, it's pumping so much. I get in the car, and I'm just like, I'm still wired. And so we, we go, and I guess I have a few drinks. Nothing crazy. I'm not hungover the next morning. I'm fine. I get up. I go to work. And I do early a.m., so I start at 7.45. So once I'm done, I'll grab something to eat real quick. Uh Eat it on the way back to the hub. When I got back to the hub, I get in my car, get in the truck, and I'm sitting there and I'm on my phone looking through uh, Instagram, checking my messages. And this, I apologize, dude. This guy fucking starts his car every goddamn time I start talking. I apologize if you guys can hear that. Fucking nut. I know my voice booms all the way across the backyard, but if you can hear that, I apologize. Anyways, so just like this this hot flash runs over me. And the hot flash runs over me. And my head starts hurting. I'm just like, what's going on, man? What's going on? I know I'm not hungover. What's going on? And I start put pieces together. And then I say, oh, okay. It's got to be allergies. Because in the morning, I drive a van. And when you get in these vans, they're filthy. They're completely filthy. I have bad allergies. I'm allergic to dust, pollen. And over the years of getting older, it gets worse. It has gotten worse. There's routes that I really wanted I couldn't take because I would get allergies. I was allergic to certain uh, metal shavings, uh, pollen, dust. And so I would be doing these routes. And by like 11, I just got a full-blown headache. It just It's just irritating. It's hard to focus. So... I ended up uh, taking my Flonase, and I had it caused anxiety too. So I called my wife driving out to the route. I'm talking to her, and, and you know, just helping to keep my mind off of it because I really wanted to just go home. I really wanted to say, "Hey, I'm sorry. I just I can't do it." But I, I have to push through it, man. I have to push through it. I can't, I can't just give in every time something happens to me. You got to keep pushing through, and that's what life is. That's what I teach my kids uh, on the on the football team. You got to push through these things. So sure enough, it goes away, and I'm back. At, I'm back normal. So first, I'm thinking, was it the food? Am I allergic? Am I am I gluten allergic to gluten? I'm trying to weigh these things, and but no, it goes away. I do my job. Boom, boom, boom. And then the next did I? Did we practice the next day? No, that was Saturday. So Saturday. Yeah, we did practice. So Saturday we came. I, I got home just in time. I had actually got help. And then I went to practice. Practice. Didn't think anything of it. Then Monday. Then Sunday I rested. I posted a podcast. And then Monday came. I woke up. Same thing. Headache. My eyes are watering. And... All right, so I, I, I just felt like shit. So I, it was bad. So I didn't go into work. Didn't go into work. Did my flonase, and I said, okay, I'm out of flonase. It's been a while since I've I've had it this bad. So 
We went to the store. No, I think I rested. I rested. Uh, then Tuesday, same thing. Bad, very bad. Didn't go to work. I said, okay, I need to figure something out. Okay, it, this is bad. W what's going on? So we go. We I had a pure air fryer for the house. And I lent it to my parents. And something happened to it. It got thrown away. They said it wasn't working. I told them that's a $400 machine. There's a reset button where the filter is. So when it shuts off, that means you got to take the filter out and clean it. And then you got to replace another filter. But they didn't get it. They threw it away. So we I was out without the air filter. Air purifier. That's what they call them, air purifier. So the air purifier is gone. And I, we bring our dogs in at night. They sleep in the cages in the house. And so I like to hang out in the living room on the couch, watch TV, look at YouTube videos, research, whatever. And I'll sit there and I'll have watery eyes and my, my nose is stuffy, both plugged, plugged up and the headaches. And I deal with it. I just... You know, it's just allergies, but it got to the point, man, where it's just, hey, I can't function anymore. It's horrible. And then it breaks your immune system that you feel weak, you feel sick. And I remember in the past, it would get that bad where I go, okay, it's allergies. Let me let me go get some Flonase. And I would go get Flonase because I remember in the past, it'd start off with just a headache. I'd be in the second floor being dizzy. What's going on? What's going on? And my doctor told me, you, you probably got allergies. And I said, I've tried Benadryl. I've tried this stuff. I don't like the way it makes me feel. He could, he told me about Flonase. So I would do Flonase, and it would just take everything away, and I'd be back to normal. So there would be times where I'd be in the room, and I'd feel sick. Dude, I think I got allergies. So I'd get up and go get Flonase, come home, and about an hour later, I'm fine. And I'd come out. My wife would be in the backyard. She'd be gardening or cutting the grass or trimming the trees or something, you know, logging. And she, you know, chopping wood and got her till, tool belt on. And I'd be like, hey, I feel better. Like, that's crazy. I didn't know allergies made you feel that bad. So, yeah, it's been a while since I've had allergies. And I noticed it's spring. Trees are blooming. Flowers are blooming. Grass, everything. Allergies, you know, tend to spike up. And so going back to Tuesday, I said, okay, let's go. Let's go. We went grocery shopping, got groceries for the week. I bought Flonase, the one I usually get. And it turns out that they didn't have that one. They gave me the, end up getting the stronger version. And the stronger version, I, I just didn't know if it was going to work or not. But I bought it. So we came home that Tuesday after that. We picked up the kids. No, no, no. We went home first. I made lunch. I had a sandwich. Once again, I'm in the house, and as soon as I'm done eating, same same thing. My head, it just just rut, just just what is it? It's just a hot flash. Your head, I'm just like, what the fuck's wrong with me? Like, is it this is bad? I haven't had it this bad. It's been a long time. So I push through it. We go and pick up the kids. I go with them, and my son walks with a lot of the kids that play on the flag football team. So I say, stop rolling down the window. I say something to them. But behind my mind, in the back of my mind, I'm telling myself, I need to, I just need to get home, dude. This is horrible. I hate feeling like this. So I go home, and I grab the Flonase. I read the directions, and it says, for the first week, take two sprays in each nostril. All right, so I take two sprays. 
because it's twice as strong as the other Flonase I was getting. But I said, okay, let me just do it. I did it. I went. I laid down, kind of closed my eyes. And about an hour later, hour and a half later, it subsided. But I could feel my brain, like I feel in my head, like just tingling. And if you guys don't know about allergies, what it is, it's just a, a, an immune response to your body with from the particles in the air, such as pollen, dust. I know my mom's really allergic to dust. Her nose uh, just leaks nonstop. So I know that that's in the family. So that's all it is. It's just a, a, an immune response. And so my immune response has been really overactive with whatever's in the air. So it's nothing terminal. But it is horrible. So that was Tuesday. Wednesday, I wake up. And I and after taking this for a day, I think I took it for a day. I felt fine Wednesday. Take it again on Wednesday. I did it in the I did one spray in the morning. And then when I get home, that's usually when I get allergies. I do it again. And I'm cool. All right. You know, it's 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 cool. I'm I'm a mellow. All right, cool. So Thursday I wake up. And this is how I am mentally. I say, I'm better. I'm not going to take it. I'm good. I'm not going to take it. So I didn't take it. I didn't take it all day. I felt good. Uh, no, my bad. No, Wednesday I did take it. Wednesday I did take it again. I did once, nostril, in the morning, one spray. And then when I came home, I did another spray. So Thursday I wake up. So Thursday I wake up. I'm good. Felt good. Felt great. Wow. Felt good. All right. Cool. Because what this medication does, all it is, it's just it tells a certain receptors in your brain to stop reacting, like to calm down, react. You know, you're overreacting. Just just calm down. It doesn't make you sleep or anything. It just tells a certain uh, receptors in your in your your brain and your nostrils, all that, just to kick back, relax. So. Thursday, I wake up. I'm feeling great. Got the game coming on Friday. Feeling great. I don't I didn't take the spray. So I said, I don't need it. I'm not going to take it. If I don't need it, I'm not going to take it. So I don't take it. I feel good all day. I get home. I tell my family, hey, I feel good. I says, hey, let me take you guys out for pizza. My son, we have our playoffs the next day. We got to play a, a semifinal. And if we win, we go to the finals. I was like, hey. I remember in high school on Fridays when we had before our games, right after school, they would serve us spaghetti, breadsticks, fill you with carbs. And I always ask back in the days, well, why why give us all these carbs? They said, well, it helps for endurance. It helps your body absorb uh, your carbohydrates, help you go longer. It helps with your endurance, just like runners. Runners would eat a lot of carbs. And yeah, carbs, I think carbs do turn into sugar. Uh, but it, it helps, uh, it, it, it stores in your body and it helps you with your endurance. So I was, I'll take you for pizza. The kids love pizza. We went to this, we went out. They're like, we're going to go out. We're not bringing it in. I said, no, let's go out. Let's have like a pre-celebration or, and just get out and relax. Cause I'm under stress too. We've got two big games coming up. So we go, we have pizza, everything's cool, and then I go to bed. I remind you, Thursday I didn't take the medication. I didn't spray anything up my nose. Friday I wake up, man, and it's bad. 
It's fucking bad. And I'm just I'm just mentally worn down and I just I just don't go into work again. And did my spray, did my spray. As soon as I woke up, I did my spray and it, it subsided. Not to the point where I was like 100%. I still felt shitty, dude. And it was it was ugly. And I had a coach that night. I had a coach that night and I hate, I wanted to feel great like I did on Thursday. I wanted to feel just as good as that. And I had, to, I just rested. I took a nap. You know, I, I, I woke up. Took a nap. I think I went to took a nap at like around one. I think I woke up like around three. And I had to get ready. I had to be at the field at five o'clock. I had to be at the field. I had to pick up a player too. So yeah, that that was the the start of the week. Let me uh let me get a take a sip here. I've been been talking for twenty minutes without even taking a sip. But yeah, the week was tough, man. It was just I I don't know what the, this allergies suck, dude. It they are horrible. I mean I got I use third what was it yeah Thursday I had both nostrils open I was able to breathe, I felt good energy level was good. My wife she makes me oatmeal in the morning have oatmeal have a salad, you know I'm, I'm trying to eat healthy trying to just get get a, you know feel better and just. Try to live a healthier life as you get older. When you're 40, dude, you can't do what you can do when you're 35. That five-year difference is crazy. 30, same thing. 30 to 40, oh, man. 41 now. Going to be 42 this year. Yeah, so Friday was pretty rough, man. I, I felt like crap. Not going to lie, I didn't tell the kids, I didn't tell anybody, I didn't tell my wife. I just, you know, kept my mouth shut, I showered, I did my regular routine as I get ready, get pregame ready. Head down to the field, and it was our first game was at 6.30. So usually our games are at 8. So if our games are at 8, I would tell the players to be there by 6.45 so I could warm them up for 15 minutes and then go over, you know, uh, offensive plays, go over a couple defensive schemes, put everybody in their positions, give them a pep talk, and then continue on. So we got there, picked up one of my, my players. I don't want to say all-stars anymore. I mean, every one of them are, are great. Every one of them could take the ball to the house. So they're all all-stars. But one of my players picked them up. He lives right by the park. And we get down there. We're my son. We're warming up. Everyone's warming up. Our first game is against the Rams. The Rams, we demolished them. They, they've only scored. We played them twice this season, and both games, they total points. I think they scored is ten, twelve points, if I'm correct. Twelve points. The last game we played them, they scored zero. It was thirty-six zero. So the kids start showing up. They start. They start coming in. And I just it was it from the beginning. I already knew since the games were so early. I already knew it's gonna it's gonna knock us off something. And they all showed up. They, it was quick. It was a quick warm up. I had to rush through it. We didn't have that hour and fifteen we needed. I need a good 
even though I'll let them go 15 minutes before the game, I need a good hour. They showed up after 5.30, some of them like 5.40, 5.45, and they don't have their cleats on. And and so everything was rushed. But I said, oh, it's okay. We're playing against the Rams again. They're the they're the low seed. We're, the, we're one seed. They're four seed. We'll be good. So we go the game. I give them their pep talk. I pump them up. I tell them. I says, listen. It's playoffs now. Coaches have made their adjustments. I only made a, I only made a few adjustments for the team that I knew we were going to play in the championship. I made a few adjustments on offense, on defense. We we kept them because we played them the fall the past week, the last week we played them, our last game of the season. We beat them 12-6. Offense didn't it was horrible that game too. And so I I knew they're playing the 3-3 three, three, uh, zone. So I made plays, and we practiced that Saturday with my quarterback based upon giving him his reads, what he needs to look for. I know that he was nervous. A lot of these kids were all nervous. So we go and we play the Rams. We go up quick. We go up quick on them. We go up like 16-0 first quarter. I mean, we're, we're, we're taking taking them apart. And then all of a sudden, they just the players, just they just start. I don't know what it is. They just start getting flat-footed, and these guys score. And they get the two-point conversion. So now it's like 16 to 8, something like that. They were a score away. And so we score. We we, they, we go a couple offensive uh, series, and we, we're not connecting. We're playing flat-footed. I think they, they score again. Then it then it, it at one point it became twenty to twenty two, us before the half. And I and we came and I told him I says listen, I told you they were gonna come. I told you they were gonna play. Just because we beat them thirty six zero last week, doesn't mean they're gonna we're gonna beat them like that. Somebody has everyone needs to step it up. Stop waiting and waddling wait waiting for somebody else to make a play. You gotta make a play. I said, you want we came all this far undefeated this season, and you expect everyone just to lay down? You still gotta push through because these kids still believe in themselves. And you guys gotta believe in yourselves. I know you guys do, but you gotta stop being lazy. I don't know if we peaked too early. Some people said we peaked too early. We got too good too quick. This is my second season with these players. Four were returning. Uh the other three were newcomers. Was it three? No, two. So five. Let me see. Isaac, Dylan. Isaac, Dylan, Calvin, Josh. Yeah, so five are returning and two new players. So, yeah, it's our second season. So they stepped it up, and we – I guess, yeah, the pep talks work. We won. So we won the semifinals. Now we're in a championship game. I gotta have a drink for this one. Give me a second. Uh, sorry about that. It's really tough pill to swallow. So we, 
the team, the one, is the team we played last week, the Saints. We beat the Saints 12-6. Before that, we played them again, like second game of the season. We beat them by two touchdowns. I think it was like 24-36. Something like that. So they had finished their game before us. They got a 20-minute break. And the last game we played them, yeah, 12-6, it was close. It was a defensive game. My quarterback just couldn't. I, I put him in position. We I, I made new plays for him based upon the 3-3. Three, three. I, I know we had the better team. You know, I still think about it today. Still thinking about it. It's not... Well, let me just tell you about the game. Let me just tell you about the game. So, the game starts. We're going back and forth, back and forth. My offense is people. My kids are dropping balls. My running back, he's 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 getting his getting his flag pulled like within seconds. I mean, he's only going two yards. I'm just I'm amazed. Like this guy never gets his flag pulled on the first pull. He's he's really agile. He's like a Barry Sanders. And they ended up putting they were putting a spy on him. So I, I had tell my, I tell my receivers this. I says if it's a run play, you don't we're not supposed to block, right? But there's always little backdoor things you can do to make it look like you're not blocking. So I tell them the the route that you looks like you're supposed to run, you need to run your route where you can at least get in front of the DB, get in his way so that the running back can have a way to run. And that's how all the teams do it. It's not it's not, they're not, unless you turn around and start blocking them, there won't be no flags blown. And so his running back keep my running back keeps getting like just that's my bread and butter, and he keeps getting stuffed. And then I said, okay, he's got a spy on him. I still got another guy that's just as fast and just as good, and he's been out with an injury. So I start going to him, and he starts doing good, but then the flags start coming. They're saying, oh, he's jumping. He's going towards the sideline, and he does like a little hop. We get a flag. You know, penalties. So okay, so it's so we're playing, and I did make a defensive scheme because their best one of their their best players, this guy we played him last season. His dad was the head coach too. He plays quarterback, and then like he he runs it. So what these kids were doing, what they do is, okay, I have the standard shotgun hike, right? I got a center, I got my quarterback. He hikes it. It's a shotgun formation what they did was they had a center a running back no no center quarterback and the guy behind him which is the the that kid the 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 all-star i call him so he takes the snap directly from the center he turns around he tosses it to that all-star so now the now this kid he has two choices he could run it or throw it Okay, so he'll roll, and he'll try to find that open receiver, and we we play good good zone. Then he runs it, and then he runs it. We go collapse, and we pull his flag. Problem is, you only get one run, and so I the the rest weren't calling it. It's no big deal. We we still stopped it, but I had a spy on him. My one I had two safeties back there. My best one of my best players. Well, they're all best players, man. What I'm talking about. 
by one of the guys who's tall, just as tall as him, just as fast. I says, hey, that's your man. I go, as soon as he gets the ball, you need to come down and guard him. So he did that. When he did that, now my solo safety, he's got the whole backfield to himself. And he's not as fast. So things are going to change next season. But he – so then because my, my safety, he was playing corner last game. And he did good. I mean, these guys get pick six. I mean, they're – they do their thing, and so I had to switch them. You know, I said, you're an athlete. You should be able to play multiple positions. So the guy that took his position is one of, is one of his good friends, too. His name's Lucas. Lucas is a great player, too. He's one of my, my running backs. He's quick. He can catch everything. Great player all around. Don't have to worry about this guy. This guy will catch anything. He was dropping passes, too, man. Everyone was dropping passes. I don't know what it was. We train. We we play we do endurance when we practice. I do agility drills with them. I make them work, and I know they get they want to goof around, they want to have fun, but I I keep them as disciplined as possible, and I work them hard. So he's playing corner. He's playing against another kid, and this kid's good too. The 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 op, the opposition. He was a receiver. That quarterback. So Josh comes up, my safety. He comes up now. He's spy. He's manned up to this guy to see if he's going to run. He doesn't run. He throws a deep pass to where my 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 corner is Lucas. And he's short. He's a short kid. He's 7th grade, short. And he misses. Well, the guy catches the ball over him. Catches the ball. He stumbles. The guy runs for a touchdown. My safety's nowhere to be. My lone safety's nowhere to be. I don't know where he's at. He's probably on the sideline drinking water. And I always have problems with the guy. This is the same guy that doesn't show up to my practices. This is the same guy that Friday when we had these two games, he shows up with no cleats. He forgets his cleats in his dad's car, and his dad's a fireman. He lives in L.A. No cleats. So one of the players brings cleats. They're too small. They're seven and a half. He goes, oh, they're too tight. I can't wear it. So he wears fucking Vans. He wears Vans. And he's, oh, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. No, he wasn't fine. I didn't say anything. I said, no, you're not fine. The, the It just rained. It's dirt. It's mud. It's great. Oh, I'm fine. No, you're not. You're supposed to back him up. You didn't back him up. He's not even, Lucas is not even supposed to be that far with the receiver. He's supposed to be playing zone in the flats, which is from the line of scrimmage to about 15, 15 yards. That's That's his area. He still had the nerve to follow the guy. Not the nerve, my bad. He still had the, the brains to follow the guy. You should have been back there to stop that. So the guy scored. Boom, six points. So we go back and forth again. We're, we're, we're dropping passes. We're not executing. Not executing. So we go in a half. It's 6-0. I says, listen, they start putting their – my team starts putting their heads down. Start putting their heads down. Start putting their heads down. And I told him, I says, look it, I've been telling you guys all season. I've been telling you guys there's no communication. They don't communicate. They're all great players, but there's no communication. I seen a glimpse of it last week when I manned them all up. I says, everyone's manned up. Man up, point at your man. And they all stepped up, and we stopped them twice in the red zone, like two yards in. They were two yards from the touchdown, and they manned up, and they, they stepped it up. And I says, okay, this is a turning point. Now we've become a team. No. Second half, same thing. We're going back and forth, drop passes, drop passes. I got to 
I, my quarterback is not the best quarterback. He's developing. He listens to me. He understands. But there's a lot of things he needs to do as a quarterback. He needs to be a leader. I've already told him, hey, man, you control the line of scrimmage. When you roll up to the line of scrimmage, you make sure that everyone's lined up. You look at the, the defense. You need to find who's the weak defender. You got it. This is a. I told him it's ninety. This game is ninety percent mental, ten percent physical. That's what it comes down to, because that once you know what this guy's, what the players running, what they're doing, then it becomes a chess match. Okay, and I'm teaching them this. I'm teaching them this, and this is only my second season. So, they have a girl on their team. So they, I think it was like third quarter. They're 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 moving down the field. And the girl ended up scoring a touchdown. I watched the kids. They're, they're, I watched my team, my players. They're not grabbing the flags, so they're working on the field. They're like half-assed trying to grab the flags. They're reaching out trying to grab the flags. And I, at this point, I'm just like, what's going on with these kids? Like, well, what, what are they doing? Like, are they getting frustrated? I mean, this is the way the game's supposed to be played. That's why the scores are so low. This is this is championship ball. You're not going to fucking blow people out of the water every time you play. You're not. I told him this is what a championship game looks like. It's defense. Defense wins championships. Even the ref was telling me. He goes, you got a good squad, man. And I says, yeah, but they they, they want to blow everyone out of the water. But they got to understand it, it's a grind. You got to catch every pass. You got to make every effort. It's a team game. So they score, so now they're up 12-0, right? It's 12-0. My kids are down. They're just, And I'm just like, I'm composed. I'm in the moment. I know these kids can score. They can score in one play. I've seen them do it plenty of times. This team is not that good. They're, they're disciplined, but they're not more athletic than my players. My players are more athletic. They're faster. They got better hands. And I know they're just, I know they're nervous. It would, it would, I would be nervous too, knowing that I went undefeated this season and I won a championship. It's they, the players. So when we walk into the field, they have the display of the trophies and the champions or the, the champions of that league get rings. So I don't know if that was too much for them. The pressure. Well, I guess you guys know where the story's going, but let me finish anyways. So. I know I got two timeouts left. I know these guys can score at will. Score at will, my team. So I tell them, hey, uh, we, we, it's, this is time. We, we got to score. We got to score twice. Each quarter, there's about, th about three, four possessions each. That's the way I looked at it. Three to four possessions each. So I said, okay, we got four possessions left. We need, we need two out of four to score. So we go down, I think uh, we go down, we turn it over again, we stop them again, and it, the clock's ticking. We're going to, I says, hey, man, we got to go. We got to go. Sure enough, we go down the field and score. I don't even, at this point, I didn't know who scored. Somebody scored, one of my players went down the field to score. We went for the extra point. Well, extra points, you get one point or two points. If you go for two, you can run it, but you're about 10 yards back. If it's one point, it's five yards. So we did one point. We got the we got the one point. Boom. So now it's 7-12. I says, cool. All we got to get is a stop. I think there was two minutes and 15 seconds left. I said, all we got to do is get a stop. Well, guess what? 
I had two timeouts left. What the coach was doing that whole fourth quarter, he was draining the clock. He was taking every 30 seconds, every 30 seconds to hike the ball. And coach people are yelling and off. Oh, so it's going nuts. There's both both parents on both sides, family members, everyone's screaming. We stop them. Right? We stop them. Now we have the opportunity to go down the field and score, which I know we're capable of doing. So we go down the field, man. We're fucking doom, doom. And, and it's getting close. It's getting close. And I'm having to rush to the side, rush to the, you know, same thing, same thing. So one of my best players, they're all my best players. They all can catch. Wide open. Wide open for the touchdown. Wide, I mean, so wide. Because there's three safeties back there. And I the way I ran run it, you know, they, they try to, they look at the taller players as the best players, but my young, my short guys are my best players too. This guy never catches. I mean, always catches everything. Catches everything. He's he's one of my all stars. I mean, I have to take a drink before I tell you, tell you this. So, my adrenaline's pumping. You know, I, I can only call, I call plays, and I tell, when I call my plays, I tell my quarterback, look for two, three, because every position is numbered. Look for one, look for two, look for three. And I tell him, I said, okay, it's a rush. It's a rush offense, so we're running the same play. So, he knows what everyone's running now. He throws the ball to one of my players, Lucas. This guy's caught the same pass throughout the season dozens of times, okay? And in practice, this guy never drops a ball. I think he's got probably the best hands of everybody. So when I'm seeing it, I'm seeing the pass, I'm seeing him. I don't see any defenders around him. I said, this is it, dude. There's like a minute left. We got this. And I didn't see him. I was waiting for the hear the cheers, waiting to hear the cheers. And then I heard, oh, and I just, I, my heart dropped. I go, are you kidding me? All game, everyone was dropping passes, and that was the one that would have just, we would have went up 13-12. We would have went up 13-12. And that was it. No, no, we had one more play left. So we had one more play left. My quarterback throws the ball again. I mean, we're 20 yards in, dude. It's, it's, we should be able to c convert something. He throws it. The, the all-star on that team, like I talked about, the quarterback. and the, He runs the ball. He's like the Michael Vick of the team. He catches it. He runs it back for six. So then they, they go up two touchdowns. So there's like, what, maybe 45 seconds left. We go down the field again. We go down the field again. We're rushing to the side, rushing to the, we're, we're go, 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 go. Because I don't, it's just, you can't, you can't give up. As a team, you can't give up. And he throws a, a nice pass by quarterback. And my son catches an over the shoulder in the right corner end zone for the touchdown. Last second. Boom. So we end up losing by five. But I don't get it. All, all weekend I've been thinking, I don't get it. What? If you guys can do that when we're like, hey, let's go, let's go, let's go, why can't you do that in the game? Like when, you know, we're at 0-0. I don't know if it's the nerves 
I know the parents, you know, were, were, come on, you kidding me? Why'd you drop that? Come on, you never drop those and stuff like this. And it, it's got to be a lot of pressure from the parents. It's got to be a lot of pressure that they're, they're giving the kids. I know they're proud of them. I'm proud of them, too. It's got to be a lot of pressure. But it's no excuse when we beat a, beat this team twice and then last, and then we just beat them last week. I, I just, I don't understand. Maybe just that's the way the game goes. I know that we were a better team than them. I know that best out of three, we beat them twice, maybe three times. The pressure, I guess it's the pressure. Because these man, he dropped. I, I I set him up for, you know, we were gonna make that last second move. I says, hey, we're gonna we're gonna let them fold under pressure. You know, we're we're gonna, but it just it, the game came down to a handful of mistakes. Those two scores, the first score was the first mistake. That was a big mistake, and I continue to tell my players, no one gets behind you when you're a safety. You, everything stays in front of you. I don't know what these kids are thinking. I know the ones that I know one that made a mistake. He never shows up to practice. He plays baseball and his mom. Oh, I'm always going. To, he's gonna go here. Like he didn't even show up to the pizza party yesterday. His mom. Oh yeah, they're going to Magic Mountain. It's like why would I have somebody on my team who's never gonna be on this team? You're never there to support. You're never there to show up to practice. Why am I going to bring you back? Is he good? Yeah, he's good. But is he worth sacrificing the, the my team for? That's the way we performed. Doesn't show up with cleats, playing in shoes. That's it. I have to make a stand and say, hey, you know what? He's not coming back. I'm sorry. He missed way too many practices. Uh, COVID, he had got COVID. I get that. I wanted him to be. He was supposed to be my quarterback. But I seen the way he was doing it. He did it last season, too. He wouldn't show up on Wednesdays because he said, oh, I want to go to church. Okay, that's cool. I was going to switch it to Thursdays, and then it was it – was, we couldn't find a, a, a park with no lights. So then I said, hey, we'll just do Saturdays from 3 to 5. We practice here at the park right up the street from me. It's close to all the kids where they live anyways, and we practice then. So next season, I, I don't think he's going to be on the team. I think that's – one, and I got another one I'm going to cut, too. So it'll be two people I'm going to cut. I don't want to do it, but if if we're going to be successful as a team, I need everybody at practice. And I've told the parents this because it's always a group text. I need everybody to, you know, you guys signed up for this. If you sign up for this, you better be committed. It's not backyard ball. And that's the way this kid took it. Is he a great player? Do I love him? Yes, dude. Love this kid. Great kid. But I, I don't know what's going through his mind. I don't know what what situation he's going through. I know – look at all these parents. They make good money. They live in nice homes. They live in, in a nice areas. So I don't know what it is. I know he's, he plays other sports. But I can't have that on my team if he's not going to be committed. So I don't know if I should tell the mom, say, listen, I'm willing to bring Calvin back. But if he's not committed and if he's not if he's going to make practice, practices – and you guys are going to go out of town, I can't have that on that team. I need a team. I don't need an individual. I need a team. And I don't know what should I say. I don't want to be rude. I don't. The parents probably don't take it seriously, obviously. I don't want to be rude and, and, and 
try to look like I'm, I'm John Madden or Vince Lombardi, but I know that to be successful, you need the whole team there. You need the whole team there. So we lose. We get second place. We get the trophies. And I know it's a tough loss. Especially because that coach on the other team, he's a piece of shit, dude. He's a short little twerp. Nothing against short people, dude. But he, 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 his offense, we, his off, they scored twelve points all season. They couldn't score on us. Uh, it's just they played a different. They had played zone the game before the Rams. They played man. So my quarterback, I'm teaching them how to read defenses. Hey, you got to read the defense. They're playing man. Let's run. I, I call the plays based upon what they're running. So for this 3-3 zone, I made new plays for them. And they adapted, but my quarterback, he's just he he he's getting better. His arm's getting better. He listens and he's learning. And so and I'm okay with that. Because everyone else in the team can't throw, but this kid listens, he's smart, and he's developed into a good quarterback. I can't teach him everything in, in one season. It's first season. My other quarterback, he didn't come back. Uh, I don't know if he's coming back next season. And I'm waiting on the roster. We start we start spring ball uh, in a couple weeks, April 1st, our first game. So it's a big, quick turnaround. It's a big turnaround. I'm excited for that. So, yeah. So we lost. Gave a speech. Gave a speech to the parents. Excuse me. I don't know what the hell. Like, everything's starting to drain from my nose. Let's just take a quick breather right here. Yeah, so we lose. I go up to go up to you know it's it's the game is tense, parents are yelling at the refs the refs are, it's just it's almost chaotic. I ignore it. I'm focusing on my players, just making a play. And the coach irritates me. The coach on the other team, he every time we play him, he's always yelling. We've had to come into the middle of the field. He's yelling at the refs about certain things. So we get we go we go to fifty yard line. We're shaking hands. He goes, "Hey man, it's no disrespect to you, man. It's the rest and blah blah blah." And I say, "Hey man, enjoy your enjoy your win." That was it. Because I know spring season, it's not just four teams. It's not just us and you and then two other teams. It's six teams. And last fall season, there was this team called the Rams that went undefeated and won the championship. They're good. They're bad. Ass. These guys are beasts. And we had a good team, too. They just, they were quicker. They were a team. They were organized. They just, they had that. They had that that next level, like communication, that camaraderie. The Saints team, this, the way they ran their offense was, it wasn't, see, for me, when I'm developing this team, I'm getting my kids ready for the next level. And that's the one thing I had on my mind when I came to coaching, especially because my son wants to play high school ball. He actually starts training 
with uh, Sunny Hills High School. He's going to go to Sunny Hills. Uh, Bonner Park went 0-10. They're really horrible right now. So I wanted him to go to a good school, get a, be a good education. Even though no, no disrespect to Bonner Park, I graduated from there. My family's graduated. My, 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 mom, my mom's family or siblings. Uh, my daughter went there. It just I don't know. It just seems I'm trying to protect my kids. I've been through a lot. Obviously, you guys know that. Listen to my my podcast. So they start their start uh, weight training uh, this week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. So we already got him getting involved. So my job as a coach is to prepare them. There are some players that are not going to play. The parents are like, oh, I don't know. I don't want them to get brain injuries, stuff like that. And I said, okay, but I'm going to run my defense and my offense based upon what I what I played in high school, what I did in flag football after high school. I'm going to teach them the basics so that when they get to the next level, they can understand that already. The way these guys played their game, the Saints, you're not preparing these kids. You're trying to win. And at this point, it clicks on me. Well, I understand this guy who's always yelling and complaining and bitching. He wins the championship. Okay, fuck you. He's playing for himself. He's not playing for the future of these kids. That shit that he runs, go ahead and run that shit on on, on freshman football. Go try to run that shit. You'll get fucking smashed. I play basic football as shotgun. Okay, and we're gonna we're gonna play shotgun and we're gonna play fucking football. We're gonna throw the ball. In zone, you're playing man. Yeah, we'll run it. But we don't do no tricks. We don't do all fucking triple guys running and catching and doing weird shit. No, dude, we just play straight up smash flag football. Because I'm preparing these guys for the next level. Now if I wanted to win, I could copy him. I could do what he did all day. But I'm not. I'm cheating the kids. I'm cheating them. For what? So that I can have a chip? So I can have a fucking ring? Of course I want one of those. But I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to cheat the development of these kids because half this team is going to play freshman ball next year or the year after. Seventh and eighth graders. I wanna, I'm preparing them for the next level. And that's my job. Do I want a chip? Of course. Undefeated with the chip? Of course. I would love that. That's why I didn't get mad. That's why I didn't get angry. I said, hey, man, it's okay. It's not like they beat us 45 to fucking zero. No, they beat us by playing their stupid shit offense. It's horrible. It's horrible. You think next season, the spring, that's going to work? It ain't going to work. Better teams are coming in. A lot of people took the season off. It was winter. No one want to play winter ball. Spring, it's going to be on and popping. And my team is going to be ready. Is your team going to be ready? I'm sure he's going to want to come back and do it again. And guess what? Good luck. It's a different game. My team's developing. They, they already went through this uh, growing pains. And I'll be ready to coach my kids. I'll be ready to take them to the next level. I have to baby them. I can't teach my quarterback to roll out in one season. I can't teach him three-step back, five-step back, countdowns. I can't do that. I have to develop him first. And he's already developed. 
He's ready for the next level. You can't do it all in one season. But there's one thing sure assured. I need everybody there. We started putting in motion. We didn't even run motion. Started putting in motion and doing doing different schemes. Nothing compared to what they were doing. But just basic flag football. I watched flag football videos. I just watched uh, uh, the professionals. It was like NFL flag football. It was a million-dollar purse. And it was the average Joes against the pros, something like that. And the guys that won, they're like fighting for cancer team. And these guys were, they ended up beating, I forgot which team. Was it the Michael Vick team? They, they had beaten them prior. But they ended up winning the million-dollar purse, and they were playing against professionals. Black football is a different game. It's a different beast. And so I'm watching videos, I'm taking notes, and I'm just – it's just I'm so into it, and it's not for me. It's it's yeah. It's helping me get through my my brother's passing, but I also want these kids to succeed. You know, it's a life learn. I told him you're gonna remember this for the rest of your life. Now I think about it, I probably should have took a step back <laughs> because one of the kid the kid dropped the game winning touchdown. We would have won because there's no way they would have went up the field in a minute. There's no way they they can't. So the next day, we go back to, well, I do my speech. I tell the kids, everyone's got their heads down. It's pretty tough. I tell them, hey, we're going to do a pizza party at the park where we practice. I said, parents are invited. I got pizza. Somebody brought cupcakes, chips, waters. Because during the games and even during the practices, the parents, you know, they'll, I'll wave to them. Or during the game, I'll say, how are you doing? I never really got to be really intimate. There's one player, his dad is always right next to me, and he's always going, man, they're playing flat-footed. Oh, man, and I want to turn to him and says, well, maybe if your son shows up to practice, maybe if your son does this, then we wouldn't be acting like this. But I keep my mouth shut. I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is one of those people that think they know everything. It's like, if you know everything, then why don't you fucking coach the team then? You know? I'm doing my best as a coach, as a dad. So that night when we lose, I tell them the pizza party's next day. That that night when we lose, I go home and I have to decompress as a coach. My son's upset. He goes in his room, closes his door. And so I have to decompress as a coach. And then I had I have to I had to learn. I had to learn. Give me a second. Sorry about that. I had to use the restroom. So, yeah, I decompressed as a coach, went through my thoughts. And then I went into the garage, went through my old box, have a box of all my stuff from high school, all my pictures of my friends, teammates from uh, Border Park football. And I grabbed a few pictures of me few pictures of my my friends there's a group picture of all my friends uh all in our, our jerseys and uniforms and then i saw my old Bonaparte park shirt it's cut off it's still mint condition i grab i grab them and i walk into my son's room i walk into his room he's laying there i can see it on his face 
and I and I said, "Hey, man, I'm proud of you." He caught that last t- last touchdown over the shoulder. He he's improved. This is his first season, the second season, playing flag football. He's a he's a black belt in taekwondo. He started was five years old. He chose this road. I didn't push it on him. He wanted to play, and that's why I said, "Okay, this is what you want to do. I'm going to back you up." And that's how I became the coach. They asked me, and I says, "Okay, I'll do it." Everyone else around him, these kids have been playing since they're six, seven years old. They've been playing flag football for those many years. The only years they miss is COVID. There's they missed their sixth and seventh grade, or some missed their fifth and sixth grade. Okay, but these kids have been playing for a while, and I can tell the way they play. I had something to build on. And when he caught that over the shoulder, and I says, "Okay, he's getting better. He's 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 catching up. He's an athlete, definitely. He's working out. He's got my uh, my brothers, the bull flex, the weights where he can change the weights. They're in his room, and I can hear him at night. He drops the weights. He's working out. I, I'm not in there working out with them. I I have to let him do it on his own. I says, "Hey, you got to do. You got to push you. I'm not gonna push you. You got to push yourself." So. I went in there, and I, I gave him my pictures. I said, hey, man, and I, I had a long talk with him. I said, hey, man, I'm proud of you. I know it's tough. Going undefeated all the way to the last game, losing to a team we already beat twice. I know it's tough. But you got to understand there's going to be more games. There's going to be other things. But you guys went from first season, you know, we went. We went I forgot what our record was already. We lost in the first round of the playoffs. And we went to the championship game. We were undefeated. We made we made progress. And it's tough. And I and I remember when the game ended and all the players were down, the parents, everyone, and I, and I grabbed everybody around. And I says, listen, we are a great team. We could beat these guys any day of the week. But you guys got to remember, we can't win them all. Things are going to happen. I said, this reminds me of, I forgot what Super Bowl it was. It was the Patriots versus the Giants. When the Patriots went undefeated that season. And they had Randy Moss. Because I had Randy Moss on my flag football, or not my fantasy football team. That's what it reminds me of. That's how I remember it. Because Randy Moss was on my fantasy. And I won fantasy football that year with him on it they went and defeated they went to super bowl and they played against the giants the giants weren't favored to win the giants were horrible they just had a good string of wins through the playoffs to get to where they were they weren't they didn't have a winning they might have had a winning record but it wasn't crazy it was they snuck in and they beat the patriots that was an eli manning the quarterback and I says, things happen. But Brady ended up winning, I don't know how many more Super Bowls after that. Okay? And I says, things happen. And we need to just stay focused and keep grinding. Okay? That's just the way the game is. We could sit there and say, oh, well, you know, pointing, oh, he dropped a touchdown. or No, man, we're a team. We lie. I don't blame anybody. Okay, I know that I prepared my team 
I know I prepared them. Do I blame myself? Mm, not really. I call, I called the right plays. I did what I needed to do as a coach. I do my job just like this podcast. I give everything I have to make sure I give make sure I'm the best from my learning experience. That's all. All it is is from my learning experience what I need to do to be successful. And I put it on them. So yeah. Back to my son, I'm in his room and and so I show him the pictures of me when I was in high school. Probably about 80 pounds more now. I gave him the pictures. I talked to him. About it. I said, look, this is a team. This is a camaraderie. So the next day we have the pizza party. Next day we have the pizza party. That was yesterday, Saturday. I The parents, they were, all the parents, they, they dropped the kids off first. And I think they... I don't know. It's my first time interacting with parents. I would talk to them for a little bit before the game, but I'm always on the sideline and I'm focused. And they came and yeah, dude, I brought some beers for myself. <laughs> I brought a couple shots, and I'm like, dude, I, I I don't do that with when I'm coaching my kids. I don't do that one of the game. Everything is just strictly professional. But we're at the park, and I says, okay, let me have a beer. Let me just relax and let these kids get to relax. So the kids start showing up. Obviously, one kid doesn't show up. It's the same one that didn't show up with his cleats. Okay, he didn't show up with his cleats, showed up with his shoes. Same one, same text message. Sorry, he's not going to be able to make it. It's like, why can I? Why would I not have this kid on my, on my team next season? I'm going to have to say, hey, he's not on the team. I'm sorry. He doesn't show up to practice. He shows up with shoes. And he's not even going to, oh, well, we had magic. Everything's an excuse. Magic Mountain tickets. Blah, blah, blah. It's, listen, man, it's not fair for these kids. He's either going to be part of the team or not. Fuck Magic Mountain. You go Magic Mountain any time of the week. But he's not. He decides, oh, I'm gonna, so he's not on the team. You know what? I just decided that. He's not. I don't. I'm, the mom's cool. The dad's cool. I understand them. They're cool, but you know what, dude? You fucking they your players needed you. And you said I'm gonna go magic and he feels bad. I feel bad. Fuck that. You tell them, hey, no, that's my team. Show some commitment. Tell your mom, tell your dad, no, that's my team. But you doing that, you're off. And I just decided that right now in this podcast. I was gonna bring him back. But you know what? He's gone. I got a list of players I want to be on this team next year, and I have to be like that. And I'm, and it feels bad. I don't want to be. I, I, it's he's been on the team second season, but you're constantly missing practice, dude. You're not that good. Go play for another team, then, dude. And I just decided that right now. So, anyways, all the kids are there at the park. I have a nice picture of them. I took of uh, they're hanging out, and the parents start showing up. So my wife's talking to some of the parents. I'm talking to the other parents. And I remember giving them a text that morning. I says, hey, I know it's a tough pill to swallow, but just be there for your kids. I know it's a tough loss. So they came and they started telling their stories. They usually open up more to my wife. And she was telling me, she says, yeah, the one of the players at Lucas who dropped the game when he touched down, when he got home, he just went in his room and shut the door, which a lot of I, my son did that too. And 
everyone uh, the parents are like yeah they just went they, they shut the door they're upset and and Habit kept telling the kids, I said, hey, man, it's all right, dude. We're we're going to get better. We're going to be a better team. It's a, it's a grow, growing spur. I go, what's more important? I said, what's more important, developing to a great player or running that type of offense he was running just to get the chip? You know, you're cheating yourself. I'm not going to cheat you. I'm not going to cheat my players. I'm not going to be selfish. So... Yeah, that's what that's what happened. It was cool to be able to hang out with the parents and, and hear them how they felt. But they're all coming back. They've already signed up. They they they're on board and to have their support and I I'm not gonna let them down. I'm not gonna let these kids down. It's a learning experience. But at least we know we got to the big show. We know that feeling. We know that feeling. And now I tell them, if you want that feeling again, continue to play how you want to play. If not, you got to find that will, and you got to push through it. We're a better team. We were a better team. Nerves. You know, the parents want to make the parents proud. It's a lot of stress on those kids, especially since COVID. This is their second season back. So they've only played 16 games. Since COVID, they were on the, one of the parents was like, "Yeah, he during COVID he just couldn't sit still. He's jumping up on the couch." And you're talking about sixth grade, seventh grade, sixth and seventh. Man, these kids should be out running around. They should be running, getting rid of energy, and they're stuck in the house. That's fucking bullshit. Pisses me off. And now they're out. They're hanging out. You should have seen them yesterday. They were playing some type of baseball game with the with the stick, and they were throwing the ball football at them, and they were hitting the stick and running bases. They were just running around. They were just camaraderie, bonding, and that's why I did that pizza part. I says, "Hey, we still got to do it." Because of course I didn't want to do it. I was like, "No, dude, these guys." Because when I practice, they don't have time to bond. They're practicing. It's whistle. Ooh, let's go, hey, and now. At the end of the practice, I'll give them like 10 or 15 minutes to goof around. But they got to hang out, and it took them a while. They were quiet, and then they all started hanging out together. And it was great to see. They needed that. And then I started seeing them. When I took a picture of them, they were up on the slide, the kids' playground. These guys, 7th and 8th graders. I took that picture, and they were happy. And I could see, I was like, man. What we took a lot from them, man. We took their sixth and seventh grade of growing up, hanging out with friends, and we took that from them. Whether COVID was invented in the lab, it's some conspiracy, whatever you want to call it, man. We fucking took that from them. When I took that picture, and I saw, I saw in their faces. I said, "Man, these are these are young men, you know," and and. and their, their youth was taken from them. Being at home, not being able to go to school, had to go to school on Zoom. And I seen it. I seen that other side of them. Of just they, they missed that growth of childhood. Because all of a sudden they start playing and, and I got to be aggressive. I got to 
They're seventh, they're great, eighth graders. I got to get them ready for the next season. And I didn't think about like, dude, they missed that time when the parents are telling my lady, you know, the the way they were acting and one of them he's jumping up and down the couch and he just couldn't wait to go play and fuck man and I know that's just not just us that's everywhere else too it hurts man it really it really bothers me I didn't post that on Instagram I post a picture of us playing the game where they you know they look professional and athletes and I have a picture of them on the playground and they just had that look little you know still kids but bonding and so I'll take that and uh, I'll develop them until next season. We're going to start practicing probably like a week or so. I'm waiting for the the list of people that signed up. And then we're, we're going to get back at it again. Oh, I forgot to also tell you, too, my, my number one running back, one of my players, he, he could get the hand off and run it all the way up the field and smoke everybody. He's like Barry Sanders. The first play of the game, we throw the ball at him. We do a short, short pass. You know, get behind, get in front of the line of scrimmage, turn around, catch the ball. We're in the play, We're playing the zone. They're playing zone, so I gotta. They're running into the open zone. My quarterback's catching it, dumping it. I didn't know this until yesterday. He ends up that first pass because I I told my quarterback, you gotta stop lobbing it. You gotta start gunning it. He needs the ball quicker. He ends up breaking, fracturing his pinky. He didn't tell anybody, my running back. He didn't tell anybody he broke his uh, fractured his pinky. He kept playing. He kept playing. He kept playing. And then the next, yesterday, I guess they were at the emergency from uh, from like 9.30 to 12.30. He had a, a hairline fracture. He didn't tell anybody. He played through it. Uh, and I wonder why he was playing. He wasn't himself. Like, he'd get the ball and he wasn't doing his moves. And I go, was it really bothering you? He goes, Yeah. Well, good thing he didn't tell me because I probably would have took him out. I would have said, hey, man, you need to come out. But he, he pushed through it, and we almost got the win. And that's 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 my story, man. That's what I've been going through, coaching these kids, young men, getting them ready for, uh, getting ready for life. I think I got one more season left. This is the spring season coming up. I think that will be it. My son, he's already starting to participate in high school activities, working out. So I don't know if I'll be back for summer. The parents kept asking me, you know, already talking about summer, and I had to tell them. I said, I don't, I don't think I'll be back. If, if, if my son's already starting to participate in high school sports, it's just going to be too conflicting. We'll see. If I can coach summer ball, I will. We've got to wait to see what the schedule is. So, I know I've been saying so a lot. Apologize. It's not a professional podcast right now. Next week it will. But this is like my personal stuff. What uh, been been doing? So yeah, it's it's a. Uh, It's amazing. I can't wait to get back at it. Can't wait to keep doing my research and teaching these kids and, and getting ready. Uh, we're a good team. We're definitely a good team. 
But like I told him before, this game is 90% mental, 10% physical. That's what my coaches told me when I was young, and I still believe it today. So we'll be back. But, yeah, that's my story, folks. I don't want to keep you guys too late. I got two podcasts coming up next weekend I'm excited for. So I'm going to let you guys go. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Raider State Podcast. I love you guys. Be good to one another. Take care of one another and be there. All right? I'll see you guys next week. All right? Peace.